All right, so um, welcome back. Today we're going to be taking a little bit of a break from the NFL. We're going to go over to the NBA, and we're going to discuss my NBA awards ballots plus how my playoff predictions for the rest of the ballot um, and the rest of the season. So uh, starting off uh, with my NBA ballots, uh, we're going to start off with the MVP. Um, the current MVP and now the prohibitive favorite for the honor again this year, Giannis, um, and my prediction, Giannis, has been exciting and excellent for as far back as two years the Milwaukee Bucks are at present focusing on a title, and it's all on account of the physical strength of Giannis Antetokounmpo. Uh, there's no doubt who the MVP is this year, and now we simply trust and hope that his MVP game can move uh, to the postseason and a ring, yet at the same time acknowledge the trophy has a place with Giannis as he turns into a consecutive dominant MVP. So if we look at Giannis's numbers for this year, um, he had... Uh, his field goal percentage was 50, uh, 55.2%. His three-point percentage was uh, uh, 0.312. His two-point percentage was 0.66. His uh, effective field goal percentage was uh, 626. He averaged about 29.6 points per game. Um, three personal fouls, 3.6 turnovers, one block, uh, one steal, uh, 5.8 assists, and about 13.7 total rebounds. Um, no, next, let's move on to the rookie of the year. Um, I mean, who, who are we joking? It's very clear that Zion is the best new kid on the block by a generous edge. Nonetheless, while 19 games is an appropriate measure of time to assess how great a player is, it's essentially inefficient to win rookie of the year, which is the reason why Ja Morant will be the victor of this honor this year. Uh, Morant has been unbelievable in his own right, and he's been an extraordinary scorer and passer and has helped the Grizzlies make the end of the season games in spite of being anticipated as a lottery group. His effect on his colleagues and on dominating basketball matches has been inconceivable, and he's one of the best time players to watch. Zion is the better of the tr of the two, and I, I personally, and, per and probably will have a more fruitful profession and a more pr pr uh, fruitful future, uh, yet... 19 games isn't sufficient enough to definitively say that he wins the award over a jaw who's had an incredible season so far. With respect to the third person, I'm going to give it to Brandon Clark, another Memphis Grizzly. He's been incredibly productive, extraordinary on defense, and doesn't genuinely have one genuine defect. Two Rookie of the Year applicants in Memphis, and I think that they're going to look forward to an unimaginably bright future. So going off, looking at Jaw's stats... Uh, for this year, his total rebounds is 3.7 assists, 7.1 points, 17.8. He shoots 48.3 uh, from the field, shoots 34.2 from the three, and 51.5 uh, from the two-point. His effective uh, field goal percentage is 51.4. Um, now, for the DPOI, I think Giannis is going to win this again. Um, I already mentioned his stats earlier, but if we just look at his defensive stats... Uh, his total rebounds is 13.7 uh, per game. His blocks is one. His steals is one. Um, and the main reason why I think that he's going to be the defensive player of the year is that, and in simplest terms, he's the best defensive player on the best defensive team. He leads the league in defensive PIPM. Um, PIPM is the defensive player impact plus minus. So it's a plus minus uh, impact metric that combines luck-adjusted plus-minus data with the value of the box score and a handful of other interaction terms to estimate a player's value over the course of a season. Along with that, he also leads the league in defensive BPM. So the defensive BPM is um, a measurement where it estimates a basketball player's contribution to the team when that player is not on the court. 
uh, the league average is defined as 0, 0.0, meaning zero points above average or below average. Uh, because above average players may play more minutes, there are far more below average players and above average players in the league at any time. So to give a sense of the scale, having a B, uh, BPM of plus 10 is an all-time season, so peak Jordan, peak LeBron. Having a BPM of 8 is an MVP season, so peak Dirk, peak Shaq. Uh, plus 6 is an all-NBA season. 4 is an all-star consideration. 2 is a good starter. 0 is a decent starter, a solid 6-man. Uh, minus 2 is a bench player. Um, and below two, below minus 2 are end-of-the-bench players. Uh, moving along with that, uh, he, he also leads the lead in defensive rating and leads in many more defensive statistics. Duh. Davis has been an incredibly good uh, rim defender and a very good edge defender this season yet. But if we're going to be honest, the main explanation individuals make for him to win the honors on the grounds that he's in Los Angeles and he plays with LeBron and one of the most talented teams in the league, the, the Lakers. Truth be told, he's not even second on my rundown. I think Ben Simmons would be second. Um, if we're only taking outside of the bubble stats, he recently got injured, so all prayers up to him. Uh, ben Simmons is first in matchup difficulty, percentage versus all-star and all-NBA, passing lane deflections, total steals, steals per game, deflection loose balls. He's second in deflections, sixth in versatility ranking, and eighth in defensive um, uh, eighth in defensive box plus minus. It's disputable, yet Simmons' defensive impact can't be ignored. Simmons over AD may appear to be disputable. However, I think you'll see that Simmons is the second best protector at the present time in the league. And finally, uh, the sixth man of the year, at least for players, uh, I think it's going to be Schroeder. I think Schroeder's irrefutable, Dennis Schroeder out of Oklahoma City Thunder, I think he's an irrefutable champ here and is someone else that is profited by the Chris Paul impact um, that Chris Paul brought to the team when he went there. Schroeder has seen a gigantic improvement in both volume and productivity, which is only the embodiment of a great. His scoring off of the bench has been one of numerous things that has helped OKC become as good as they are in I think that is one of the things that give him an edge over Montrezl Harrell. Harrell, likewise, has the upside of playing with Kawhi Leonard and Paul George, while Schroeder leads a much less talented roster. I think the third person um, who has a possibility of winning this and who won it the last years is going to go to Mr. Magic City himself or Lou Williams. Uh, in light of the fact that by and by, uh, his creation and passing and his ability to play off the bench is unique, particularly when you consider that he likewise needs to get likewise needs to manage his own shots and he's not as efficient. Uh, due to the fact that Montrezl Harrell is making a, a great deal of shots and getting a ton of praise. But in my eyes, uh, this honor goes to Schroeder by a quite reasonable edge. And for this, for the, for the most improved player, this is a controversial one because many people think um, it could be Luka. Some other people think it could be Trey. I think it's going to be Bam out of Iowa, out of um, Miami. If you look at his stats from last year to this year, you can just see the automatic improvement. So last year, he played 82 games, and he only started in 28 of them. This year, he's played 60, and he started in all of them. Uh, his field goal per game has gone from 3.4 to 6.3. His field goal attempts per game has gone from 5.9 to 11.1. His percentage has actually gone down a little bit, 576 to 565. Uh, he attempted 0.2 field goals per game last year and 0.2 field goals per game this year. Uh, shot point two, uh, shot. Uh, 0.200 uh, last year, and he shot 0 .7, 0 0.077 this year. His two-point field goals per game has gone from 3.4 to 6.2. His two-point field goal attempts per game has gone from 5.7 to 10.9. His two-point field goal percentage has gone down from 588 to 574, and his effective field goal percentage has gone down from 579 to 566. 
Now, his total rebounds has gone from 7.3 to 10.5. His assists have gone from 2.2 to 5.1. His steals have gone from 0.9 to 1.2. His blocks have gone from 0.8 to 1.3. His turnovers have gone from 1.5 to 2.8. And his um, personal fouls have gone from 2.5. And they've stayed at 2.5 this year. Whereas his points have massively jumped from 8.9 to 16.3. So I think this massive impact, along with the fact that if we look at Miami... Uh, last year, their win-loss percentage was 476. They finished 39-43. and uh, This year, uh, currently, they're 43-25. and 25. Their win-loss percentage is 632. Um, their simple rating system, which is a team rating that takes into account average points, differential, and strength of schedule. This rating is denominated in points above and below average, where zero is average. Last year, it was negative 0.45. This year, it's 2.90. Um, their, relative, um, their offensive rating has gone from 0. Uh, 107.3 to 112.8. The defensive rating has gone from 107.6 to 109.4. And as of as of now, they're four games ahead of where they were last year. Um, Coach of the year that's already been decided, Nick Nurse. I think that was a great decision. And I think that Toronto can look to be extremely deadly come playoff time. And I think that they're one of the second, I think they're the second best team besides the Lakers that are currently in the bubble right now. All right, let's move on to my playoff predictions. So um, I was checking the NBA website, and if, as of right now, the way that the, if the playoffs were to end today, the West would look like this uh, the Lakers would be first, the Clippers would be second. The Nuggets would be third, the Jazz would be fourth, the Thunder would be fifth, the Rockets would be sixth, uh, the Mavs would be seventh, and Memphis would be eighth. And in the East, uh, Milwaukee would be first, Toronto would be second, Boston would be third, Miami would be fourth, Indiana would be fifth, Philadelphia would be sixth, Brooklyn would be seventh, and Orlando would be eighth. So let's start off in the West. In the West... Um, if we're going off of this today, I'm not sure how the schedule will play out. I do think some teams will switch in. I think um, I think New Orleans will get the eighth, but I'm not sure. And I think that some of the placements in these teams will switch. Um, but we'll see. Uh, the Lakers are the first spot, obviously. Um, I think they take Memphis in five. Um, I think Utah takes Oklahoma in six. And then I think uh, the Lakers take Utah in five. And going to the bottom half, I think Denver takes Houston in six or seven. And L.A. takes Dallas in six or seven. I think L.A. takes Denver in six. And then the Clippers take the Lakers in seven games. So the Clippers will be representing the West. I think in the East, I think Milwaukee sweeps Orlando. I think Indiana takes uh, Miami in six or seven games. I think they're criminally underrated. And I think Oladipo and and Bubba Warren are going to have great series. I think Boston takes Philly in six. I think Jalen Brown has a good playoff run. And I think Toronto takes Brooklyn in five. Uh, I think Toronto takes Boston in five. Um, I think Milwaukee takes Indiana in five. And then I take Milwaukee over, or over Toronto this time um, in six or seven games. And then it goes to the finals. And... I think the Bucks are going to beat the Clips in seven. I think Giannis is going to be named Finals MVP, postseason MVP. Um, and, yeah, that's, that's what I think would happen. Uh, obviously, the, the positioning and the rankings are going to change massively. Or maybe not change massively, but they're going to change and alter a bit. Some teams are going to come in. Some teams are going to go out. The, 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 the seeding may change, and the records will obviously change. But I think I, I would take Bucks versus Clippers in the final, and I would take... Um, uh, Bucks Raptors in the Eastern Conference Final and 
Clippers, Lakers in the Western Conference Final, and I wouldn't be surprised if either of those games went to seven along with the NBA Finals. All right, uh, that's that's everything for today on the NBA podcast. We're going to be watching some games and commentating on those live, hopefully sometime. Uh, you know, we're going to be going over the end of the year awards. We're going to be looking back and see how we did with our predictions, um, along with the, the playoffs. We're going to be going over all the playoff games in depth when they come out and when they happen. And yeah, the playoffs are almost here. I'm excited. Um, we're going to switch to some other sports as well. We may go look at Champions League soccer because uh, that's going to be very interesting in the month. There's actually a game tomorrow, uh, two games tomorrow and two games on the 8th. And then we're going to look at some more NFL stuff. Uh, more news is coming out with that. Um, they launched uh, just they just launched a new NFL votes initiative um, where they're going to encourage the voting and civic engagement of efforts of NFL players, fans, and the club and league personnel beginning Friday until... I think election day in November, um, so November third. Um, but yeah, that, that's everything for today. I can't wait to talk again, and I will hopefully see you guys soon. All right, peace out, stay safe, and have fun. Bye bye.